You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and I'm the Deputy Director of Communications at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, my guest is Kathy Brewer. She's the Editorial Director for Incunabulum, Inc. You're probably going to have to correct my pronunciation there. Incunabulum. Um, There you go, Incunabulum, (laughs) uh, which includes award-winning publications, including MG Magazine and CBD Today. Kathy's an award-winning journalist, author, and Air Force veteran, and has covered everything from dog shows to airline disasters and political corruption. MG Magazine is the premier trade publication for the legal cannabis industry, dubbed Weed's Hybrid of Forbes and Inc. Each month, MG analyzes and demystifies the people, plants, processes, and products, fueling an economic engine rapidly expanding across the globe. Well said. Welcome to the show, Kathy. Well, thank you for having me, Bethany. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, I really love that you used to cover dog shows as, as oh. my, my dog's sitting right next to me right now. But in addition to that, um, why don't you tell us more about your background, what kinds of other professional experiences and so on that you've had before moving into the cannabis space? Well, I started out at mainstream newspapers in the Dallas area, daily newspapers, and um, I was doing, you know, just general general assignments reporting and some uh, investigative stuff. One of my favorite stories ever was when I investigated a corrupt sheriff in uh, the Denton, Louisville, northern Dallas suburbs area. That was fun. Ooh. Yeah, you don't you don't want to be spending a lot of time poking into the background of a person who wears a gun. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was fun. Uh, 
but uh, I've done a lot of that kind of stuff. I've done some, I've done quite a bit of business to business work actually within the past 20 years. Uh, that's been my focus. So um, really glad to be in the cannabis industry. What an exciting place this is. Oh, you betcha. Yeah. Speaking of dogs, uh, for the 800th time, I will make the joke that the cannabis industry is like dog years, right? One year is like exactly seven in any other industry. So that's a, that's a really apt comparison there because things are moving so quickly. Um, I've never seen an industry move this fast. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your inspiration or reason for jumping into this fast-moving train called the cannabis industry. How did that happen? Well, mostly because it's a fast-moving train. I love it. I love the pace of this industry. There's always something new to learn. Um, I had no intimate knowledge of the cannabis industry when uh, Darren Roberts, who founded MG Magazine, called me up and asked me to come to work with him. Um, He and I had worked together before. We've known each other for 20-some-odd years. telling tales there he may hate me um but he was in cannabis now and I was just really intrigued I'm a Texan and I still live and work from Texas so cannabis is something that's completely out my outside my zone of experience right um I still get arrested and put away for a long time for possessing it here in Texas um but I was really intrigued because it is a very vibrant industry There's lots going on all the time. There's new information coming out all the time as far as research goes, most of it positive. Um, And it's, you know, there's the people are really interesting to be around. They're fun to be around. And there's so many of them with interesting stories. So it's, it's just, it's a great environment for a journalist in the B2B space. Absolutely. Did you have any worries or concerns or hesitations about working in this space? I mean, like you said, you're you're still working in the state of Texas, which will, you know, we're that's a slow going one as far as some of the, the states mm. that are pushing forward on ballot initiatives for either medical or adult use. So did you have any hesitancy about about jumping into this space? You couldn't see me roll my eyes there when you said one of the slow moving ones. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's like we are the slow moving one. Um, some of us are ready to kick the tails of the legislators who are dragging their feet about this. But, yeah. um, you know, I really didn't. I'm still enough of a rebel to say, yeah, come get me. Um, First Amendment. <laughs> yes, I love First, that. First Amendment. You know, um, my family, some of my family members thought, I should be a little worried about it because um, cannabis, you know, Texas cannabis. Yeah. And they were concerned that the magazine would be seen as promoting use of an illegal substance, which of course it's not. Um, But I didn't have any at all. I left at the chance. And like I said, I really, you know, come get me guys. Go ahead. (laughs) That's great. That's great. Yeah, um, I haven't spent much time in Texas, I, to be honest, um, as an adult. Um, I was born there, but don't remember it. Um, and I, you know, it's a big state. It has a pretty big population. Um, and that particular state could, could absolutely use some pushing in, in the right direction. So we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Texas could change the game for the industry as a whole, considering its size. I mean, we'd be like another California in size. 
Um, and the market I have a feeling would be very active here. Oklahoma, for heaven's sake, has this Mm -hmm. incredibly active market. And for Texans, that's just embarrassing because Mm. there's this cross-state rivalry rivalry that has always gone on between Oklahoma and (laughs) and now they've beat us into the cannabis game and it's just embarrassing. You know, Mexico's about to about to catch up to the race here as well. So, you know, I know they're surrounded. (laughs) Yeah, I I know. I know. And, you know, New Mexico, Louisiana, Arkansas, for heaven's sake. Um, It's just everybody, everybody in their pet hamsters jumping on the cannabis train except Texas. (laughs) You got it. It's annoying. Well, for now, you're, you're still living and residing in Texas, but you are working with these publications, MG Magazine, CBD Today also. Uh, so let's, let's come back to the present here. It is 2021. There are dozens of states that are legal for adult use and even more that have some form of medical cannabis program available. Uh, so let's talk about what's going on with you in the magazine and what you're looking forward to this year. Oh boy, there's a lot to look forward to this year. Um, The magazines are, we're in the process of strategizing for the second half of the year, and we're going to make some changes actually to some of the sections in MG, covering some different types of things, um, providing some additional content. Uh, Of course, we launched our digital edition, which is a digital clone of the print magazine last year, and that's expanding as well. We're trying some new things in there. Um, the, uh, the issues that we're watching, we're watching, of course, federal legalization, which it's kind of hard to tell where that's going right now. We're thinking it's probably a couple of years out. Uh, nothing really, I don't think is going to happen before the midterms. And then once the midterms are over with, that'll tell us a lot because, because politics. Um, Mm -hmm. so we're watching that. Uh, we're watching to see what other states adopt recreational use. That's going to be interesting this year as well. Um, There's some new technology coming down the road. Uh, Artificial intelligence is starting to play a bigger role in the cannabis industry, and there's some really cool things on the horizon that I can't really talk about yet. Um, intriguing yeah that's one of the portions of my job that's real fun because people will tell me things and ask me not or you know say off the record and of course I can't mention them but I can tell you that there are some things happening um I just can't tell you what they are awesome awesome so uh let's see yes going digital was probably a wise move during the COVID-19 pandemic as well um all of our in-person events kind of had to be put on pause uh, but we are coming back to the trade show for um, this fall, September 22nd and 23rd. We're going to be in Detroit. Um, Michigan is another one of those states that once they legalized, it was like another California. As, right. As, right. Um, and now we're seeing some states in, in the East Coast area. We got Connecticut um, moving along and some other states making some moves. So we'll be in Baltimore, Maryland in early December. And then we'll be, yeah, uh, that'll be our Eastern Cannabis Business Conference. And then just a week later, we'll be in San Francisco at the Moscone Center, uh, December 15th, 16th, and 17th for finally our seventh annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo that we could not host 
last year. Right. Uh, so we're getting right back to the trade show floor um, where we have podcast row and publication row with, with magazines such as yourself uh, there in person, meeting people, humans, uh, yes. elbow, elbow bumping, fist bumping, whatever it may be. Real um, people, real people with faces. You got it. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Me too. I think it'll, after this last year we've had that's been so tense and so unpleasant, I think everybody is really looking forward to the trade shows starting up again. You got it. All right, let's take our first commercial break and then let's come back and chat more with Kathy Brewer from MG Magazine. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and I'm chatting with Kathy Brewer from MG Magazine. Um, So speaking of the magazine and publication world, uh, that's a place where cannabis can sometimes advertise, but cannabis has a lot of advertising restrictions around it, much like alcohol and tobacco and, and other products. Um, but we are a strong industry with a lot to say. So how do people in the industry who are looking for media attention go about doing that in a way that's compliant with, with the loose laws that are out there and restrictions that are out there? Man, I'll tell you what, the regulation system is a tangled mess with this state-to-state stuff. You can't, um, if you have a multi-state operation, for example, you have to keep up with the regulations in each individual state that you operate in because they're mm-hmm. all different. It's, I don't know how anybody does it. It's, it's a big job. They hire um, someone, I guess. I, or several someones. <laughs> um, advertising can be done in a limited fashion. Um, of course, you can advertise in business-to-business publications if you're a manufacturer or an ancillary services provider or you know, somebody who wants to get the attention of the business community. That's not an issue. Advertising to consumers is a bit problematic in a lot of instances, although more options are opening up. Um, Facebook is looking at, is you know, taking another look at its cannabis and hemp. Good. Gosh. regulations yeah Their and that's restrictions a are a pain that's a biggie um other other online venues are also taking a look actually um a lot of mainstream publications that are their online versions are very open to cannabis advertising um networks cannabis advertising networks networks that are inside the industry have access to those, um, to that inventory on mainstream sites. So people who are interested in advertising like that to consumers should check out the 
in industry advertising experts and talk to them. There are ways to do that. Um, billboards are another thing that cannabis companies can use in limited jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of fun for manufacturers and dispensaries because, you know, people driving by will see, you know, brand A edibles. And the next time they're in a dispensary, that'll click in their head. Yep. Dispensaries, um, I know Atrium in California, in Woodland Hills, California, is a big believer in billboards because it directs people directly to their dispensary. Um, so they're, they're very fond of those. Other than that, um, word of mouth, of course, is always big. But if you want to get the attention on the editorial side of the industry, there are several things you can do to make that work. Um, one is to create a relationship with people and you have to be kind of careful with that because you don't want to annoy the media. Um, but at the same time, when you can develop a relationship with an editor or a writer, a, a pleasant, positive relationship, that can go a long way toward getting you called when somebody needs a quote or um, yeah. you know, finding other other ways to insert yourself in stories that they're working on. Every business has a story. It's just a matter of finding it. Um, so sometimes you have to dig a little deeper. If you're trying to do like a press release, for example, you have to dig into your company instead of just scratching the surface and find a story that nobody else has told, something that'll interest the public. Sure, sure. And and speaking of earned media, there's, you know, I, I've done some journalism in my past as well. There's definitely some etiquette around it. There's, there's some do's and don'ts like you were kind of hinting at when it comes to pitching to the media. So when it comes to cannabis, um, do you think there are certain mistakes that are pretty common that business owners might try to do uh, to promote their businesses in this earned media, you know, getting the editor's attention kind of way? You know, the biggest mistake I see is people forgetting that the only thing readers and consumers care about is what's this going to do for me? Um, they, a lot of businesses tend to approach earned media as this is going on for us and it's this huge thing for us. Well, that's nice. We're happy for you, but your customers really don't care that it's a big deal for you. They want to know how it's going to benefit them. So if you're if you're contacting the press to get a story, come at it from the position that um, consumers are going to benefit from this buy or businesses are going to benefit from this buy. Um, that's the reason people will read the story. And getting people to read the story is why the media will run the story in the first place. Um, that's a biggie. Uh, I'm trying to think, um, always yeah. make sure that you, if you're going to send a press release, for example, always make sure there's contact information in there. <laughs> <laughs> you some, some of the common sense basics, right? <laughs> I know. Well, you would be surprised how many press releases I get where there's no contact information. And these are on wire services. They're not just sent to me by email. These are on like PR Newswire and there's, wow. there's no way to get a hold of people. That's um, funny. So, you know, you want to do the story, how are you going to approach that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> so it, on another topic, it seems like um, the narrative overall about cannabis has changed and evolved over the years. Um, obviously, it's becoming more accepted. I mean, I personally remember a story it, from my past when I was an activist and 
probably 2005 in, in Maryland. Um, and it was a struggle just to convince the legislators there that medical cannabis wasn't laced with harder drugs like PCP and, um, you know, that medical marijuana patients are just people who are sick and need relief. Um, but now we're looking at a different narrative, like can of moms and <laughs> can of soccer moms, can of wives, I don't know, um, <laughs> you, you know, kind of this more mainstream storyline. What, what are you seeing there from your perspective? Well, cannabis use, cannabis con consumption really spreads across the entire spectrum of the human existence. People from all walks of life are using cannabis. And these are normal people. These aren't drug addicts. Um, so right. the, I think the key when we're dealing with um, public figures and legislators is to put a face on it, put a human face on the issues, which means you have to really get in their face to do that. Um, you can't do it from a distance because they'll, you know, read whatever you send them an email or whatever. And they'll say, yeah, I've heard this before. You have to really put a human face on the need for medical cannabis in particular. Um, a lot of legislator, legislators have changed their mind when someone in their family is affected by some medical condition and cannabis helps them. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's a big end there. Um, we're seeing a major push to get cannabis in the hands of veterans to treat PTSD and other um, chronic pain, for example. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's becoming a bigger thing. We're finding more law enforcement in favor of cannabis. And just the other day, Clarence Thomas, the Supreme Court Justice, came out and said the, the U.S. is approaching this whole thing wrong. We need to get rid of this um, prohibition. It's not working. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Michelle on our government relations team in Washington, D.C., um, actually just published a blog about those comments from Justice Thomas. Uh, so that, you know, it's not a ruling coming down by any means, no. but it is very telling and interesting for sure to see to see these, cons you know, conservative um, justices kind of feeling this way about what's happening and perhaps they're looking to the north in Canada and to the south in Mexico and wondering why the heck we're why the heck we're yeah. just so piecemeal about this with our you know state by state sort of approach this um backward so it, yeah backward it, is a good word <laughs> yeah the U.S. You got is, it. is very backward in its cannabis policy I think the Clarence Thomas comments from the other day bode well if someone can get a good case to the Supreme Court. I think that bodes mm. well for some kind of action there. Again, we're talking years down the road because Supreme Court cases don't move quickly. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Um, Not much you, in federal government does. <laughs> no, <laughs> sadly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, let's take our last commercial break and then we'll come back and wrap up our chat with Kathy Brewer from MG Magazine. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. 
Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and I'm your host, Bethany Moore, talking with Kathy Brewer today from MG Magazine. Um, let's see. So, yeah, there's there's a lot to cover here, but you do you you have your finger in your position um, on the pulse of what's what's hot and what's next in cannabis, as you were alluding to, and sometimes seems like you, you know more than we do. So uh, <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> but but let's 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 look into your crystal ball here and make some predictions for what's next in the cannabis industry. Well we talked a little bit about federal legislation earlier. Like I said, we're kind of we're kind of looking at that at a couple of couple years down the road before we see some serious action. There's a lot of noise going on and we're gonna hear a lot more noise. Um, leading up to the midterms in 2022. Politicians are real tuned in to the fact that the public wants cannabis legalized. So we're going to hear, I think we're going to hear quite a bit about it during the the silly season, the election season. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, that's such a good way of putting it. (laughs) There there won't be any action, but there'll be lots of talk. Yeah. Um, Tech is fun to watch. They're tech in the mainstream. Remember um, like around in the early 2000s, tech was huge there was this there was a lot of stuff going on around internet technology Mm -hmm. um we're not going to be quite that big a deal but there are some interesting technologies coming out in cannabis as far as extraction goes um like i mentioned ai is gonna is gonna be an issue here pretty soon we're gonna see some really interesting ai artificial intelligence products there already there already are some on the market for security and you see AI used in um, some ways now. Some of the cannabis marketplaces, for example, are using AI technology to help consumers find exactly the products they want. Hmm. Um, We're also gonna see things like drones, I think, take a bigger role in the cultivation sector. Oh, wow. Yeah, there there are some applications for them now. One of them that's really pretty fun is uh, a company that uses drones to drop beneficial insects into fields to take care of pest problems. Oh, ladybug dropper. Yeah, exactly. It's oh, that's adorable. <laughs> I think we're going to see more of that kind of thing. Robotics, right. robotics, of course. Wow. Um, robots are used in every industry on the planet now, especially manufacturing. Um, I don't think we're in any danger of robots replacing humans yet. Okay. Or, or, <laughs> or of um, Terminator type scenarios happening anytime soon. Um, although I could be wrong there, but 
uh, robotics are going to start to play a bigger role, I think, especially in the cultivation sector, where so much of the work is can be tedious. You know, you've got the, mm -hmm. the trimming and the, the, you know, the, the, the work that takes a lot of time and, oh, yeah. and can be very expensive for the cultivator. It employs people, yes, but it's, it's not something that um, can't be done by a machine. And I think we're going to see machines taking some of those jobs. Not, sure. dis not displacing people so much as just shifting personnel to other tasks that people have to do still. Sure, sure. Well, trimming can be, you know, pretty hard on the wrists and, and hands right. and, and that kind of stuff. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to see more of that. Yeah, well, I love hearing about the federal legislation, um, and I know I was mentioning NCIA's trade shows are coming back to the world <laughs> this fall. But <laughs> thank goodness, on yes, honestly, the one event that NCIA does every year that I have personally missed, both last year and this year, as the pandemic continued into the spring, is our lobby days. Um, it would have been oh, our, yeah. our, you know, gosh. It's such an amazing experience to walk the halls of Congress, to talk with the staffers, and to just be this force of two, three hundred cannabis industry professionals um, showing up in suits and shaking the hands, or I don't know if they're going to do elbow bumps when we get back to the Capitol, but, um, you know, really having these conversations and every single year, when we get everyone's feedback about how their meetings went, you know, the comparison of seven years ago of, well, we got laughed out of the office and, you know, they wouldn't even let us sit down to now it's, you know, they're inviting us in. They already had a list of questions. They wanted to take all of our materials. Um, we got them to commit to co-signing the Safe Banking Act, like all this. The progress is amazing. And that is what I miss even more than walking the expo floor and, you know, getting the education and seeing everybody at the trade shows, really, really miss lobby days. So I'm looking forward to our government relations team and our events teams being able to pull that together again as soon as possible, probably, probably 2022, but we'll get there. And I you hope to see you there as well. Oh, well, that would be really great. I, I would imagine there's a lot of energy around that and I would just eat that up. It is so energetic. Love it. Anyway, I can't wait to get back to that. Um, and I do hope to see everyone at our trade shows. You can go to MidwestCannabisBusinessConference.com, EasternCannabisBusinessConference.com, and CannabisBusinessSummit.com to learn about our three trade shows. Um, gosh, yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm, I'm so energized by this conversation, too. So thank you for joining me today, Kathy. And where can people find out more about you and the publications? Well, they can find us online at mgretailer.com. That's our website. We post the magazine articles there. We post daily news there. We, you can subscribe there. Subscriptions are free for members of the industry. Um, so just visit us there and check us out. They can reach me by email at kathy at canmg.com. And Kathy is spelled K-A-T-H-E-E, -E, folks. Awesome. So, don't be misspelling my name. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thank you again for being on the show today. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.